Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Xfinity Mobile. Coming up on NBA Today, the offseason, it is officially underway. Adrian Wojnarowski is standing by with the latest on Bradley Beal's trade options this summer. Plus, the countdown to the draft, it is officially on. Which teams could we see possibly move up? on the draft board in the next eight days. Brian Windhorst has those answers and insights. And this season's playoffs, I mean, so many spectacular plays. They had us all in awe. We have a very special top of the top. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Xfinity Mobile. We start our show with news out of Washington, and for that, we need to bring in our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, because, Woj, you broke the news this morning that the Washington Wizards and Bradley Beal, they are discussing the possibility of a trade here. So let's start with this. Why now? Well, Malik, uh, it's the timing of where we are a week from the NBA draft, a couple weeks from free agency, and a new president in Washington, Michael Winger, who has been given the authority to go whatever direction he would like to with this organization. Uh, and that includes uh, a rebuild. And they're at a little bit of a, uh, a precipice here with Kristaps Por Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma, uh, both uh, with the opportunity to head into free agency and the organization having you know, a significant decision to make, as do those players about whether they would re-sign them, if they can get them re-signed. And Bradley Beal now in the second year of a five-year, $251 million deal. Uh, of course, he has that no-trade clause, which certainly uh, gives him as much autonomy on not only if he's traded, but where he's traded potentially and what it might look like uh, from a return package. He can look at what a team potentially would have left if they traded uh, whatever assets uh, they might be willing to give up to Washington. So that's just a conversation now uh, between Michael Winger, uh, Bradley Beal, and his agent, Mark Bartlestein, with Priority Sports. Uh, Bartlestein and the Wizards, even predating Michael Winger, have a history of being able to work together uh, along with owner Ted Leonsis. Let's get into this a little bit more, Woj, because you mentioned it. Trading a player in the second year of essentially a quarter of a billion dollar contract, it's always going to have its complications. But why is this one even more so? Yeah, it gets back to having that no trade clause. The only player in the league right now uh, who has negotiated one. And so not only, though, of course, does Bradley Beal have the opportunity to approve or, or discount any potential deal. You know, remember, the Wizards, with four years left on his deal, Michael Winger, it's going to have to be a deal that works for both sides. And I think, listen, where this starts right now, Malika, Bradley Beal wants to win in Washington. He has always wanted to win in Washington. And I think what Michael Winger is evaluating is, it, can he come to Brad, Brad Beal with – 
uh, a scenario where in the next year or two years, he hmm. really believes that they can take what they have now and become a contender. If they can't do that, if uh, Michael Winger comes to Beal and Mark Barlstein and says, I don't see a pathway to that, should we start looking for a trade together? And then they would be able to do that. But listen, if you're Washington, you want back draft picks, good picks. You'd want potentially either young players or expiring deals. So you can look around the league and, and, and figure out the teams who have that and who might have interest in a player uh, of Beal's caliber, an all-NBA or a three-time all-star guard. But it would be a complicated scenario. It would not be an easy trade to do, and it may not happen. Mm. I think right now, I think Winger, Bartlestein, Beal, they're all talking. They're going to keep talking and see what they think they can do with this roster ahead of the draft, ahead of free agency. But one thing has never really changed with Bradley Beal. Show him a way that they can be a contender in Washington, and he's wanted to be a part of that. Yeah, winning is so central to him. Woj, please do not go too far because you mentioned the complexities of this. So let's bring a couple more people into this conversation, including our very own Kendrick Perkins and Ramona Shelburne here. Because take a, a look at this. This is what the Wizards offseason outlook looks like here. But Ramona, I want to start with you. When, when Woj reported this this morning, what's the first thing you think about in terms of Bradley Beal's future? Well, look, that no trade clause. I mean, I know you've, you've been talking to him about that, but do you know how hard it is to get a no trade clause? Right. I mean, I, and you it know, goes with him wherever yeah, he goes. It goes with him. Right. And teams do not want to do that, especially for guys making this much money. But let's go back to Michael Winger's history. One of the first things he did when he traded, when he, when he first got to Los Angeles as the general manager of the Clippers, was trade Blake Griffin to Detroit. Good point. So now you're in Washington. You're in charge of the Wizards and, and looking at how you, you want to reshape this roster, if you want to reshape this roster. And you don't have the whole league to trade with. You have whoever Bradley Beal is okay with being traded to. And we're not there yet. I, you know, my understanding is nothing is imminent here, but as, as we hit the finals, the finals are over now. We have a week before the draft. This is when a lot of deals can get done because those draft picks are valuable up until the draft pick is made. And right. so this is the first point when you would see action here with Bradley Beal. But I think it's going to be, as, as Adrian mentioned, difficult to move him because of how much money he makes and because of that no trade clause. Brian Winhorst, your thoughts? Yeah, so it's going to be maybe difficult for fans to totally get their minds around this. There's two things going on. There's Bradley Beal and Bradley Beal's contract. Bradley Beal, the player, is a spectacular player, still in his prime, high-impact uh, player, can certainly be a difference maker. His contract is totally different because it's also important to realize that if he gets traded, that no trade clause would move with him to his new team. So if his new team acquired him, they would have difficulty potentially moving him later on in the contract. Mm -hmm. And so while we saw some jaw-dropping uh, star player trades last summer, the haul that the, that the Timberwolves gave up to get Rudy Gobert, for example, the haul that the Cavs gave up for Donovan Mitchell, I don't think if Bradley Beal got traded, you would see that haul because not only would Bradley control where he got traded right. as a no-trade clause, but also what he gets traded for. Mm. He has control over all four sides of the trade. And so while he certainly wouldn't want to hurt the Wizards in a deal, um, he also would have some interest in his own team. And the team mm -hmm. acquiring him 
would inherit that no trade clause, which is a bit of a millstone. So um, I agree with Woj in that a trade like this will be complicated. But I also think if it gets done, it's not going to be like the trades we've seen. When you go to your trade machine and send them to your friends and post them online, it's not going to be the kind of multi-draft pick trade probably because of those parameters. Right, Woj, because when Bradley Beal is looking at a team that he could potentially go to, he's also going to be considering, all right, who am I joining? What is going to be there, right? That's right. And with whatever's left with that team, uh, is it better than what I have in Washington, right. a city yeah. uh, that I'm very fond of, a place that I love living, an organization, community that I'm very tied to? You want to be able to go to a place, if you're Bradley Beal, that is markedly better and you see a real pathway to winning. And conversely, Washington might look and say, Bradley, we understand why you may not want for them to give up all of those assets for you, but you're too valuable. We can't let you leave for this deal that might leave more in that place uh, than uh, Washington would like to get. So I think a big part of it is as you start looking at rosters, you know, put yourself in the shoes of both sides. And again, it, it will be a complicated scenario. It may not be resolved quickly. And listen, the chance that Bradley Beal returns to Washington to start next season is very real. But I think the conversations now for this to even have a chance of happening, it has to be what is happening now, which is uh, the Wizards, Bradley Beal, his agent, Mark Bartlestein, uh, digging in on conversations. And as teams call Washington with potential uh, uh, deals, packages, interest in him, then there's a three-way conversation right. that has to be going on. Woj, thank you so very much. We appreciate you spending some time with us here on NBA Today. Before we move on, Perk, with all of that as the backdrop, I know you were tweeting this morning. You've been waiting to talk about this. Yes. The floor is yours. What would you like to see here? Woj said a very important word, timing. Yep. So look around the league and what's going on? The timing of the Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown, right? Coming up for a Supermax. We don't know if him and Jason Tatum could get it done. We don't know what could happen, but we do know this, that Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum has been the loudest secret ever for us wanting to play with each other. They have been tied together like what, Malika? Shoelaces. Not shoelaces, cook spaghetti. <laughs> oh. Cook spaghetti. So when I think about this situation, I think about Bradley Beal being 29 years old. He don't have time for the Wizards to say, give me a couple of years. We look at Jason Tatum. Now, he's going to say the right things, but do we know long term he's going to be a Celtic for life? It's coming up to a point where his contract is going to come up and he's going to be looking at the Celtics and say, hey, what else can we do so I think with the relationship the St. Louis ties that they have both of those guys wanting to be around each other and play with each other this is the perfect time to make the move if I'm the Celtics I'm calling them ASAP and trying to get a deal done if I'm Bradley Bill and Jason Tatum I'm talking behind the scenes hell they've been doing it for the last three years anyway real quick Brian reality check here you are as tied in with reporting on Boston as anyone what is the realistic outlook here I definitely think, Perk, you are not alone in thinking that, but my feel from talking to sources is that 
the Celtics are not necessarily in on this one, that their intention is to get Jalen Brown done on a contract extension this year, and that even if they got Jalen Brown done, the idea of bringing in Bradley Beal would be extraordinarily difficult because of the three contracts together. So well, I don't think any conversation that involves trading Jalen Brown is something that the Celtics are super well, interested well, in right now. Well, well, Wendy, I thought with the Mickey Mouse sign at the top of your screen, <laughs> yeah, you brought a friend in today. with a more positive attitude and not be a Debbie Downer. Don't rain on my parade. It's still, it's still my cap. Okay. We got, we, got, we got a two-for-one special here with Because Wendy. here's the thing, right? Boston have more than just Jalen Brown that they can offer. They got a lot of assets yeah. over there. When you look at Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, we don't know the situation for us with Grant Williams, but they got a couple pieces that they can move to get Bradley Beal. Ramona, last word on so this. So when you look at the trades that have happened in the NBA with, with star players making max deals, I think Donovan Mitchell's trade was was a, a, is a good comp here. If you're Michael Winger, you're looking at something like that. Mm-hmm. So who is the Laurie Markkinen that he has his eye on? Who is the young player that would make would fit into a salary match here that could develop and, and build around? If you're doing a rebuild, if you go and decide to do this trade with Bradley for, for Bradley Beal, who, what young player are you targeting? And I think that's what you pay attention to as the Wizards move forward. We're paying attention to Bradley Beal. We are paying attention to Damian Lillard. It feels like all of the things are starting Woo. to happen. It is that time of year. <sighs> Ryan Windhorst, Mickey Mouse, please do not go so far. <laughs> Still to come on NBA Today. Could Bradley Beal be headed to your team? Our front office insider, Bobby Marks, he joins to break down the actual trade packages for the Washington Superstar and what it means for the league. Very, very interesting stuff. And former Sixers coach Doc Rivers. He had some comments. Let it out, Doc. say about James Harden and his fit in Philadelphia. But if Harden opts out this summer, who could be the best fit to pair with Joel Embiid? Plus, Brian Windhorst, he takes us through Denver's dominant title run, and we hear from the Heat in their exit interviews. Do not go anywhere. Just getting, we're just getting started here on NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. NBA Today is presented by Xfinity Mobile, the best-kept wireless secret. I'm told that James Harden is seriously considering a return to Houston. I'm here. We're, we're playing very, very well, and yeah, I don't know where they were where it came from. Philadelphia win without Embiid. Harden sizing up Harper. It's a three. What a perfect 
way to end the second round. Game seven between the Celtics and the Sixers. This is disappointing. A disappointing ending for the Sixers. The season is over, so sums it up right there. He has the option to be a free agent. Scenario A would be to bring James back. The Houston Rockets lose a, a real suitor in free agency. There was so much fantastic reporting from Woj there, but all I could see were the outfits. Yeah. Like, those were some choices, <laughs> um, and they were strong. Welcome back to NBA Today. Brian Windhorst joining us as well. The Sixers, they were eliminated in the Eastern Conference semifinals for a third straight year, and now the team, they Ooh. face a pivotal offseason here. And yesterday, former Philadelphia head coach Doc Rivers, he joined the Bill Simmons podcast, and he opened up, that's how we're going to put it, on the <laughs> challenges of coaching James Harden. Take a listen. Did you like coaching him? Was it okay? Like, how would you rate the experience? It was challenging. Uh, more because we were fighting two things. and not like visually fighting. Um, is that James is so good at playing one way. And the way that I believe you have to play to win, in some ways, is different. Because it's a lot of giving up the ball, moving the ball, coming back to the ball. Uh, I would have loved to have him younger when that was easier for him. Uh, because giving up the ball and getting back the ball is hard. Like, it's physical, yeah. it's exhausting. Um, so it had been interesting if I had him younger, uh, where he could have done that more, you know, coming off of dribble handoffs, going down the hill. You know, he didn't finish as well as he finished um, because he's older, and, th and that, that happens. Ramona, you have covered Doc Rivers and Ooh. the Sixers extensively. And, and Doc has joined our show, and he's yeah. sort of alluded to maybe some challenges that were there. But these are the most explosive comments, the most direct comments we have heard thus far. What do you take from this? Yeah, I, I love it when people can tell the truth. Like, when he's not in that job anymore and he can say how he really feels, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, it, look, it was challenging because what he's talking about is ball movement. And what he's talking about here is passing the ball with the idea that it's going to move around and it might come back to you in a catch-and-shoot situation. And that's just not how James Harden plays. Like, it's just he dribbles, he dribbles, he dribbles, and then he looks for his shot right there. But I'm telling you, we just got done watching the Denver Nuggets win a championship. And when you watch the Denver Nuggets play with Nikola Jokic initiating a lot of the offense as a brilliant passer, the ball moves, people are cutting and shooting. You look at, like, Joel Embiid has not the same level of skill set as, as Nikola Jokic as a passer, but it, there's a lot of pressure on Joel Embiid to score, and when you have a, a player like Joel, he, you, he looks at the Denver Nuggets and says, that might be kind of fun to play like mm. that. That might be kind of fun to get people who pass the ball around, shoot, cut, and have this ball moving so he doesn't have to initiate offense like the way he does, and James Harden doesn't have to dribble for 20 seconds sure. and find a shot. Well, this is not like Doc to just air out one individual. And so what I got from it is that basically James Harden cost him his job. And so why would he hold back? Yep. And we saw in game seven what happened with James Harden. He quit. Yeah. He quit. He quit on Doc Rivers in game seven. He wasn't even looking to attack the basket. And here's the problem that I have with James. And people can say what they want about Doc. But Doc made it possible to pull together and make Kevin Garnett 
Paul Pierce and Ray Allen sacrificed to win the championship. And that's why he was bought to Philly. And he was probably being honest with James Harden and saying, you're not that guy that you was in Houston, you know, a few years back. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem any coach is going to have with James Harden moving forward if he don't decide to take a lesser role and know that he's not the player that he was when he won MVPs and was leading the league in scoring. So, Brian Winhorst, what should we be taking away from Doc's comments? Well, this, on this one, Mr. Perkins, you are right on the money. The Doc Rivers-James Harden uh, poor relationship was one of the most thinly veiled and worst-kept secrets in the league. It was clearly an issue. It didn't necessarily hold the 76ers back. And I'm not saying it was the only reason that Doc was let go, but part of the reason was that, you know, re-signing James Harden might have been more of a challenge with Doc Rivers in the chair about the way he wanted to run the team. And it was only emboldening to James Harden when, jo when Joel Embiid got injured early in that uh, series against the Celtics. They played the old-style James Harden Houston way. He put up 40 points, and they won in Boston in that series. That only, you know, sort of widened the gulf, per se. And, you know, and Malika, on my podcast, Hoop Collective, we just had Nick Nurse, the brand-new right. head coach of mm -hmm. the Sixers, Doc's replacement. And one of the things he talked about was his recent meetings with James Harden, where he was talking to him about what the offense would look like, because they are pitching James Harden a vision, a vision of how the offense might be different. Now, I don't know if James is going to want to play the way Nick Nurse wants to play either because I still think, as uh, Nurse has said you know, in his press conference, Joel Embiid is a huge part of what they're going to do. And it basically that whole offense is to be structured around the MVP, and it should be. But let me just say something else as we look at the Sixers as we come into the Harden situation. The Sixers are not desperate. While they absolutely want James Harden back, and I think there is a way that they can play together and still mm. be highly successful, the Sixers have other moves they can make. If Harden walks, yeah. they have cap space. They have tradable contracts. Contracts. They have things that they can do. So let's. Uh, Harden is important, but he is not the be all and end all for the 76ers. Ramona, you reported on our show mm -hmm. that essentially one of the decisions, one of them, yep. not the decision, but one, was Doc Rivers or James Harden. So last word on this, how likely is it that James Harden comes back? Well, I mean, I think the, the wording I used was it would be hard for anyone to see James wanting to come back and play for Doc again. If Doc was back, it would be hard to see James wanting to come play for him again. Hmm. And so. Doc is not going to be back. Um, with James Harden, I, I think he's genuinely torn about coming back to Philadelphia or going to Houston. Um, I've, I've heard Phoenix's name out there. That would be harder to get done. But there, James, James is going to have some options in free agency, but he can make the most money with the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. And it really is just a matter of how much do the Sixers want to pay him and for how long, because now you're locking yourself into this partnership, which you can look at the analytics and you can look at the two-man game between Embiid and Harden, but it is not a natural fit for both of their, their playing styles. Mm -hmm. And so unless one or both of them them are willing to change fundamentally and play a different way, that's going to be a tough fit, especially going forward long term. Yeah, we're talking about a $35.6 million player yeah. option. And then Joel Embiid, he's set to start his four-year Supermax deal this upcoming yep. season. So a whole lot of decisions to be made for Philadelphia. All right, coming up here on NBA Today, we need to talk a little bit more about Bradley Beal potentially being on the trading block here, according to our Adrian Wojnarowski. So Bobby Marks, he is joining with the deals that can actually be made. Might Bradley Beal be headed to your city? That's next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back to our top story of the day. Rival teams, they begin reaching out to the Washington Wizards to explore the possibility of trading for the three-time All-Star Bradley Beal. Team president Mike Winger and Beal's agent Mark Bartlestein of Priority Sports, they are staying in close contact to discuss scenarios presented to the franchise. That's what sources told our Adrian Wojnarowski. Now, as a reminder, not only does Beal have a no-trade clause, he also has four years, oh, almost $208 million <laughs> remaining on his contract. That includes a 50 $7.1 million mm. player option in 26-27. And oh yeah, that uh, trade clause goes with them. So, let's bring in our front office insider, Bobby Marks. Bobby, there is no better person to chat about all this than you. You actually worked with the Wizards team president, Mike Winger, before when you were in New Jersey. So what do you think his mindset is going into all this? Yeah, I think it's kind of rewinding back to his days with the Los Angeles Clippers. Remember, he moved that Blake Griffin contract yep. right after they signed Griffin about four months later to the Pistons for Tobias Harris and a future first-round pick. And Griffin still had $170 million left on his contract, Malika. So I think that's where he's looking at as far as it when it comes to Beal. Now, the challenge, as you mentioned, a no-trade clause, $200 million left on his contract, and that no-trade clause is transferable to his new team. So mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, if he's moved, has veto power two years from now if another trade were to arise. So that's what makes it challenging, but let's, let's have some fun. Bobby, where do you want to see him, or where is realistic to see Bradley Beal be traded to? Come on, Bob. Yeah, I think we're going to look at the Eastern Conference teams, and I think we certainly start with the Philadelphia 76ers. And I think this is contingent on what happens with James Harden if he goes to another team like the Rockets. And I'm just looking at salary dumps here, Malika. I'm looking at Tobias Harris, who's on an expiring contract. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at Furkan Korkmaz, who's on an expiring contract. And let me recoup a future first-round pick in 2030. That would be my first team. I'm clearing that deal, $200 million right off my books, and that's a reset. And then the next team I'm looking about is the New York Knicks. Can I dip my toe in in the deep end and see what the availability is? And I'm not looking to give up really anything here. It's really players like Evan Fournier, okay. uh, Derek Rose, who's got a team option. We exercise that. Um, Mitchell Robinson, a future first. Remember, the Knicks have the Wizards first also, so maybe we give them back. So I'm still keeping... Jalen Brunson and, and R.J. Barrett. Okay. And then, of course, the third team, Malika, is going to be the Miami Heat, right? We're all going to be talking about the Miami Heat, whether it be Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, a future pick. Now, the challenge, of course, comes with the new collective bargaining agreement. Can you have Bradley Beal, Bam Adebayo, 
and Jimmy Butler on yep. three max contracts. Okay. So you got gave us a lot to think about here, Bobby. Let's go back to the Sixers, Ramona, at one. If we could throw up that um, potential trade offer one more time, please, Director Kathy. Ramona, for the Sixers, who says no? You know what? I, I like this one a lot here. It, I don't think the Wizards are getting much back. I mean, Tobias is a good player, but he's on an expiring contract there. Korkmaz, they've been waiting for him to take a step forward. So it's really just for a top 10 protected pick in 2030. Mm -hmm. That's just, as Bobby said, a salary. But I think he fits alongside Tyrese Maxey very well. But I, as Bobby said, that's assuming you're not keeping James Harden. That's, that's, that's right. a James Harden is gone trade. Okay. And then we have the New York Knicks. Bobby also outlined that for us, Perk, who says no to that. Well, I really don't want to participate. I'm a little disappointed in Bobby right now. Oh, so why are you disappointed? Answer, yeah, because I didn't see the Celtics on there. But I... <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. If, we can talk about the Celtics. So, uh, if I'm the Wizards, I say no to this. I say no to this just because, I mean, I'm looking at this Evan Fournier, Mitchell Robinson, Derrick Rose on a, you know, exercise. Two firsts, though. Yeah, pretty I, good first. I understand that. But, again, as we have noticed about future picks, we don't know what these players are going to be. Mm -hmm. To me, if you're getting getting rid of a guy like Bradley Beal, I need to be bringing back some guy, a, a player that I know what the hell I'm getting from him, a young player. Who's the glory marketing? Uh, right. <laughs> Ramona, what is, there, what is there? We're going to get to Jalen Brown yeah. in the Celtics Park. What is there to like about the Miami deal? Well, I, I look, Tyler Hero was a sixth man of the year. He's on a manageable contract. Obviously, we didn't see him in the finals because he had the, he had the broken hand. And the, but, but that's probably the best player that has been mentioned that you could get back. Duncan Robinson, fairly resurgent year there. Um, the, the, the Heat have to decide on Duncan Robinson, though, because Max Struess, a free agent. Um, Duncan Robinson might be very valuable to them if Struess leaves in free agency. And so... Uh, even though his contract was seen as sort of a, a big contract most of the year, he actually rebuilt his value. But Tyler Hero is a good player for the Wizards, and I think that would be the best return that Bobby proposed there okay. in terms of going forward. So the Miami Heat holding exit interviews today. We'll hear from them a little bit later in the show. But Perk is adamant, Bobby, yeah. that the Celtics is the deal that he wants to see. Why didn't you include them? Lay it out for us. I just didn't see how it made sense when you're basically swapping out one Supermax player in Jalen Brown, and certainly before Brown would sign this Supermax contract because he would be trade eligible, ineligible for a year, for another Supermax player in Bradley Beal. And I'm looking at Jalen Brown as a top 15 player compared to Bradley Beal, who's probably a, a good number two on a really good team. Um, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't put the, the Brown for Beal swap in there. But but Bobby, what if I was to happen if we were trying to work something out and I was in the front office and I'm you know uh, Austin Ainge and 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 I'm the head GM and I'm throwing in you know, Malcolm Brogdon to sweeten up the deal and try to get something back as well. Because, again, Boston have a lot of pieces. And they could give up a Malcolm Brogdon and a Jalen Brown for a Bradley Bill and still be a favorite to win in the NBA championship with the roster that they have. No, that's a great point. I mean, they do certainly have the Derek White contract, Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart. But I think you have to look at it from the perspective of the, of the Wizards here. If they are looking for a clean reset, basically kind of just build through the draft, what does – you know, $250 million of Jalen Brown or what's left on Malcolm Brogdon or even or even Derek White. I mean, you're, if, you're, if you're looking to move 
um, Bradley Beal, you're looking probably to kind of hit rock bottom a little bit here and, and really just go for a full reset. Mm, Bobby, thank you so much for laying out all the possibilities for us here on NBA Today. We've talked a lot about Bradley Beal, and rightfully so today, yeah. but Ramona, there are several stars Ooh. that it feels like there are things that are rumbling about. Who else are you keeping your eye on? Well, you know, obviously Chris Paul is somebody that we're, that we're looking at, but Dame Lillard is really the name that I think we have to watch as we approach the draft because the Portland Trailblazers are sitting in a really interesting spot at number three and they almost have a choice to move forward with do you, do you move forward with do you use that pick to build up around Dame do you do you draft Scoot Henderson there at three if he's there or do you consider the idea of trading Damian Lillard and that has been out there mm-hmm. um, it, in some ways it's not an organization do, do you trade him it's, it's what are my options Okay, what, what do you get for him? Because everything Bobby talked about with Bradley Beal is true for Dame Lillard, too. He makes a lot of money. It's not easy to move somebody whose salary is above $50 million. And, and if you're moving him now, we're going into a different era in the NBA where Dame Lillard is an all-NBA player. He's an incredible fit for somebody who's looking to win now. He, the only reason he would want to go anywhere would be to be in a situation where he would win, where he would win, have a better chance to win. But... That contract is hard to move, yep. especially when you're looking at a new CBA where that second apron, let's not call it a second apron. It's a hard cap. Hard cap. And we're going to keep talking about this from now until we get through free agency. That hard cap is going to make people do trades and, and think about things that they never thought about before. Players that you never thought would even be available might have to be traded because teams are positioning to get under that second apron. Our reporters, our insiders have talked about it leading up to this draft and yep. heading into this free agency. We could absolutely absolutely be seeing some fireworks and the good news for us is later in the show we have big perks big list of players that could be on the move Bobby thank you coming up here on NBA today we're also going to hear from the heat in their exit interviews following their finals loss to the Nuggets we'll be back after the break with everyone fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy get constant contact Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
the sacrifice, all the dedication, all culminated with us winning a championship. But I got news for everybody out there. We're not satisfied with one. At last, the long wait is over, and Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions. Everybody had a, had a role to play in, in, in our success, and just so happy for our guys. We, we really did this together. Everybody wants to run it back, you know, after, after you win. You know, this team is special. You know, I knew it from uh, training camp. You know, we can, we can do this. Tonight we celebrate, but I feel like this is something that we can replicate. Pat Riley uh, said something many years ago. You go from an upstart to a winner, winner to a contender, and a contender to a champion. The last step is after a champion is to be a dynasty. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Xfinity Mobile. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Xfinity Mobile. Denver Nuggets fans, they have waited 47 years to call themselves champions, from Alex English to Dikembe Mutombo to Carmelo Anthony. This franchise has seen its share of great players. But then came an eventual two-time MVP from Serbia and a dynamic point guard from Canada. And the duo, they brought the Nuggets their first title in franchise history. Our Brian Winhorst has more. In this era of super teams, created by free agency and four-star trades, there are few things in the NBA as precious as an organic championship. The Denver Nuggets are pure, built-from-the-ground-up champions. Here to make every fan believe their team can do it too. It's over! At last, the long wait is over! After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions! The job is done, we can go home now. To go through the growing pains of development, to miss the playoffs by a single game on the last day of the season, to persevere through playoff heartbreak until finally getting their hands on that golden trophy. Every year we grown as a team, we were getting better, now we are in this situation. Get up out the way now. Nikola Jokic is the perfect face for this hard-earned Nuggets title. Slow and steady. Brilliant and powerful. Unflappable and unbeatable. An incredible performance for the man they call Joker. The 41st draft pick turned MVP trophy collector put his 10,000 hours in working with Jamal Murray, a former backup who pulled through a horrible knee injury to grind his way to glory. Together, they showcased their championship pedigree and made history, becoming the first teammates to record 30-point triple-doubles. That's what I talk about when I'm talking about the best duo. Jamal elevates Jokic, Jokic elevates Jamal. The role players, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, were added one by one and developed alongside the stars each finding their niche as the Nuggets slowly piece together a juggernaut. We've got a lot of guys that can come and impact the game, a lot of guys playing with confidence, everybody just playing for each other. And leading them is their grizzled coach. He yells, he frowns, he broods. But over eight long years, Michael Malone took the Nuggets from a perennial lottery team to a Rocky Mountain high. The fact that I'm one of the top four longest tenured coaches, that has a ton to do with where we are today. It took 47 seasons for the Nuggets to reach the NBA Finals. And as they bask in this moment, it all feels worth the wait. 
So most of the Nuggets core are slated to return next season. Some notable players to watch here. Bruce Brown has a player option. He did tell the Denver Post Mike Singer that he wants to stay and money isn't everything, but he could be in line for a big payday elsewhere. And then Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff, he's an unrestricted free agent as well. So Denver, you can see here the title favorite, early odds to repeat, and then you have the Celtics, the Bucks, the Suns all on that list. Back here with Ramona Shelburne, Kendrick Perkins, Brian Windhorst. So one team that you didn't see on that list is the Eastern Conference champion Miami we always Heat, do that, right? don't we? Everyone doubts Miami. Well, they weren't high on the list of favorites heading into last year either, but they made it to the NBA Finals, so that's why they didn't care about the odds all year. Earlier today, the team, they held their exit interviews. Let's take a listen to Eric Spolstra. We'll get there. Um, you know, when those discussions will happen, which will happen quicker, you know, this year, down in the next 10 days, two weeks, uh, I'll be on the couch offering um, whatever insight, you know, they, they want. Uh, but um, right now, my mindset uh, is that we had enough. We could have found a way you know, to win that title this year. We just didn't get the job done, and Denver beat us. That's the, the pill we'll have to swallow and live with you know, the rest of, of the time, and they played uh, brilliant basketball. Um, but we had enough. Um, it wasn't our time. It was their time. Brian Winhorst, your thoughts on Eric Spolster's comments? Well, Eric Spolster always says we have enough, and the Heat organization always thinks big. So look for them to think big in the next few weeks and a couple of months. I expect them to be in position to try to make a home run uh, acquisition in the offseason. We talked earlier today about Bradley Beal. Um, it may be Beal, or they may wait. It, they don't have to do this deal um, in, in June or July. They could wait until next season. But they are positioned with some players and some draft picks. And, and most importantly, Malika, they just had a two-month-long advertisement to anybody who may want to come to the heat yep. of heat culture and how close they are to a championship. Well, I, you know, look, with all due respect to the Miami Heat and the run that they went on, I think what we saw was they have championship caliber players who can do it in the playoffs, but maybe not all year long. And part of the reason why they were the eighth seed is because Kyle Lowry was great in the playoffs, but during the regular season, injured, he's only getting older. I think there's a sense that if Bam Adebayo, as great as he is, it, maybe you need a little more offensively. And, and that foursome that they have, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and Kyle Lowry, never quite fit together to where they were elevating each other. They went on their run when Tyler Hero was on the bench. And so mm. I think there's some reconfiguration that probably needs to happen. As we put a bow on Miami's season and head into the offseason, I just want to tip our hats to Udonis Haslam. Two exceptional yeah, decades in the league. Uh, retiring I still don't believe he's year. retiring. I know. He says he's retiring. I'll he believe it when up. I see it. But I just wanted to make sure that we said that before the heat rides off into the offseason sunset. Brian Winhorst, Ramona Shelburne, thank you so much for spending some time with us, lending your expertise here on NBA Today. Still to come on our show. Perk, do you have a favorite playoff moment? I have a few. You have I've a few? My, yeah, me I mean, that Jimmy play. Let's see what makes oh the cut for top of the top. That's coming up next. Uh, well, I know well, my in here. You know what I mean? Show some of me. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. Now that the finals is officially over, we're going to go run it back. Best moments of the playoffs. Perk, let's do a little top of the top brought to you by Zillow. We're going to start. Where do we need to start? Top slams. Oh, watch out below. Oh, what is 38? Who poked that bell? Was it Dylan <laughs> Brooks? Who poked that bell? This is a fun series. I was trying to see whether I was looking at the basketball or the basketball on the back of Braun head. Ooh. And then we got Cam Johnson. The only bright spot for First the Nets round. in that series right there was that dunk on him beat. Mikhail Bridges had his moments. Yeah, he did. And then oh. you got the big mama, Andrew Wiggins. I still think this should have been an upper room dunk. Come on, BC. Come on, him, I mean, he caught him slipping. Great second effort by AD. Got a block and got put in a bad position. Oh, this was it. Yeah, top game savers. And then, you know, it's cold in that arena. They got ice under he said, the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got a little bit of a Jimmy. But Jimmy in the first round was different. Mm. That shot in Milwaukee. And that was an and one, to be honest with you. And then who could forget? Marcus Smart misses. The whole Heat crowd ready to celebrate. Not so fast. Here comes Derek White, Jason Tatum. That was incredible. It was. It was. Too bad they couldn't finish. Could it not. Was. And then we have Steph Curry. Handles. See, that's just, you know what? And it, it just makes you feel bad if you Lonnie Walker because there's nothing you could do about nothing. it. Nothing. But there's something that Austin Reeves can do about this. But but it's not just the shot. Check the, the aftermath. Are we going to show it? Yeah, this is it. Yeah. This is it. This is it. I'm yeah. him. Yeah, that's it right I'm there. I'm him. That's it. Oh, this is a bag. The Sambor sling. Mm. I mean, and he doesn't even react. He's just like, yeah, I did that. I'm going to get back it, on defense It's normal now. for him. But I think it was the half cut with Jokic <laughs> for the uh, postseason. AD had to say, yeah, all right, big fella. AD got to do a lot of stuff. I tip my hat to you. Nice pass. Oh. Masked Jalen Brown. That was a moment. I love doing these because I love just reminding us of all the excellence that we got to witness. Oh, this was the it though. This was. Oh, uh, come here, KD. Don't put him on the floor. Malika, you want to see dead body? <laughs> there go one right there. And then Steph Curry. Uh, oh, behind the back to Dante DiVincenzo. That was the game he had the triple double too, just making it happen all across the board. Oof. And then we have top finishes. The jelly. Oh, Michael Porter Jr. That was nasty. MPJ, such a big part, especially in the early now, rounds. Th this, is, this is grown man right here. <laughs> this is grown man right here. I, I don't follow Draymond on Twitter, but I actually seen it pop up. He was like, oh my Draymond God, bam, nah, don't. Oh, fun follow. And one. Jamal Murray. And when it happened. He said, get off me, sir. His layup package is so underrated. Gotta have a three levels of scoring. Oh, that's it. That's good. I know. We were just like, all right, what's yeah. next? And reminding yeah. yourselves of all the memory. That is the top of the top presented by Zillow of these playoffs. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. Are you ready for your big list? I'm big, ain't I? <laughs> that seems like a rhetorical <laughs> question. NBA Today is presented by Xfinity Mobile, the best kept wireless secret. A champion has been crowned. Congratulations again to the Denver Nuggets. The offseason is officially here, which means it is time for Big Spurks, big list of offseason predictions. Absolutely. Perks. I'm predicting a big offseason with a lot of player movement. And again, the three words, Big Perks list. Not your list, not Malika list, not Richard list. It's Big Perk list. 
starting off, guess what? It's a surprise. Bring it up there. Bam! Draymond Green to the Suns. I actually love it. But going and bringing that tenacity that DeAndre Ayton needs, that defensive anchor, and we know how much him and Kevin Durant play alongside each other defensively, work well for the Warriors. I think his time is up in Golden State. I know Malika don't want to hear this, but I think Draymond Green to the Phoenix Suns would do wonders for everybody in that organization. His leadership skills, his tenacity, and all. Draymond to the Suns. All I'm right. loving that. Draymond to the Suns. Can, yep. I, can, I, can I see if I can do the bang? Yeah, here we go. Right. Running. <clears throat> Bam! There you is go. That, right that, there. Number four. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about James. But guess what? Harden to the Lakers makes all the sense in the world. He has shown us that he's able to, to transition to the PG position. We saw how well him and them be worked in the pick and roll. Imagine him and Anthony Davis in the pick and roll. Imagine him taking pressure off of LeBron James as far as being the ball handler. I think it will be a match made in heaven and he's returning home. So now he gets to put on a Laker uniform and play in front, in front of his hometown where he grew up at. Here we go, Malika, run it again. Oh, I'm gonna get you it. Bam! It's bam. Oh, bam. bam. But here we go. <laughs> One of the most important signings of this offseason is the making sure the Bucks get back Brooke Lopez. The things he did defensively this year, being up there in the conversation of defensive player of the year, and guess what? The centers rose from the dead. We saw what Jokic did. You have to have bigs in order to win a title. Him and Giannis, the dangerous combination, re-signing uh, Brooke Lopez will be huge for the Milwaukee Bucks. Here we go, I'm gonna give you number one. Number two, bring it. Bam! It's right there. Fred Van Vliet to the Sixers. We saw how well him and Kyle Larry were able to work us alongside each other when they won the championship. Imagine him and Tyrese Maxey. I would love that backcourt with Big Philly in the middle. That would be a perfect fit. And Nick Nurse knows how to put him in position to be successful. Here we come at number one. Malik, I'm getting I don't know if I can shot. redeem myself. No, you all can. Right, Do right. your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> Bam! Here we go. 30 seconds. I've been preaching it all day. It's a match made in heaven. The most, you know, the loudest secret in the NBA is that Bradley Bill and Tatum been wanting to play alongside each other. Celtics making happen. Brad Stevens make it happen. Wick Grossbeck make it happen. And damn it, Austin Ainge make it happen. All right, this that's is Big Perk. Perk's big uh, list. My list, not yours, mine. Well, if you want to tweet at Perk and let us know your thoughts on his list, that's totally fine. We'll see you tomorrow I'm here on NBA it. Today. I'm NFL Live is coming up next. I don't care about your thoughts.